Beautiful greetings, everybody. Thank you for listening to Tea Time with Bitter and Sweet, the show where we talk about the good and the bad, the red and the green, and everything in between. Now, I am your bitter best friend, Alex Flores, but co-hosting with me as always, the sweetest thing I know, Miss Meredith Rico. hey yo. Hello, hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? I am still trying to wake up. Wake up. Uh, you drug me out of bed this morning. Not literally. You might as well have. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, it just, it's taking me a second. It's fine. I'm when still... you got here, I presented you with coffee. <laughs> the, yeah, that was the first thing that happened. You're yes. fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I suppose I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get there. So what are you drinking today? Today I am drinking, so I had this last week as well, but I just changed up the milk a little bit. I'm having a green tea latte. Mm-hmm. Um, with some cinnamon and gunpowder green tea, which I get at National Grocers. It tends to be my favorite green tea, so I might drink it quite a bit because it's delicious. I love green tea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but I've never made it with rice milk before. I've, I always do. I'm a big almond milk person mm-hmm. and like an oat milk or coconut milk. Never have used rice milk. And apparently, just a fun tip for people who want to know this. I like the tip. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you do. But, um, so when you cook rice milk, Uh apparently if you cook it on too high of a heat, it will separate. Oh, I did not know that. And I was so unaware this morning. So my milk is a little separated. It still tastes really good, Hmm. but it's like kind of, there's like parts of it that are really cloudy, creamy deliciousness and parts Mm -hmm. of it that are kind of watery. Mm. But like I said, it's still delicious. It's just... So you're saying like the cream separates from the- yeah, like the it because rice milk like any plant based mm-hmm. milk I'm assuming is made with like water and yeah. rice and yeah. they just blend up the water into a powder and I'm assuming mm-hmm. cook it and I guess if you cook it again like uh, on really high heat instead mm-hmm. like instead of just warming it up you almost boil it like I did mm-hmm. today I didn't mean to do that I just turned on the oven and walked off mm-hmm. which you should never do <laughs> that is true yeah that is don't true. do that. Um, but I did because I was like, oh, I got this. I know how to cook tea. It's fine. Apparently I don't. And I separated my milk, but again, it is still delicious. So just a tip for you. If you use rice milk (laughs) instead of like almond or coconut or something like that, I'm sure that the almond and coconut would separate too. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so yeah. I, and this is not a pun, but my favorite alternative milk is called nut milk. Right. (laughs) <laughs> it is a combination of cashew milk and almond milk. Mm. And it is absolutely delicious. I have seen it at the store. I've just never actually gotten it. Mostly because, okay, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Mm-hmm. I really hate cashews. I love every other kind of nut. I love them all. How could you? All are equal in my eyes. Cashews are like soggy nuts. I hate it. You can I, laugh. I That's just, fine. I just... I just don't understand. I, they're just not good. They have a weird, like they almost feel like they're wet. Cashews are my favorite. They are a little bit softer, but they have like a really, really smooth flavor compared to other like pine nuts. I, I Alex, I mean, they like... are my least favorite nut. So I, I keep not wanting to go to the cashew milk for that reason. Oh, I might I eventually, but. But it's so smooth. <laughs> cashew milk is so creamy and just smooth and delicious. It's amazing. Your opinion. That's fine. Um, so, Alex, what All are right. you drinking? 
I'm drinking just a um, organic black tea hmm. from the Prince of Peace. Yeah, that's a really good tea. I got it from Natural Grocers as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm. Do you enjoy it? Is it good? I do. Good. I um had you offered me some coffee earlier this morning, I did. as we so elegantly put this this fine evening. Mm. Um, but after the coffee, this tea is a really nice refresher on the palate. Good. It's really really good. And I haven't had anything to eat yet this morning because, like I said, you dragged me out of bed. You're welcome. <laughs> I want you. I want you to have a. <laughs> I want you to have a productive, wonderful day. So I got you up at, you know, early, which to you is nine o'clock. Your first text was at eight. Okay. That's not early That's either. <laughs> People have to be at work at eight. Mm. Like me. Mm. Anyway, so if you hear slurping or setting down of cups like this, then it's us setting down our teacups or... We're taking a drink, so you might hear an occasional slurp. We'll try to be polite and nice and not slurp, but no promises. I don't make promises. Well, I'm speaking for myself, apparently. Okay, that's nice. You are welcome, listener, to grab a cup with us. and Please do. Please, because you will need it after all of the things we have to say today. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's just tea is good. Tea is a, a nice thing to have daily and... Apparently, green tea is supposed to be good for you every day. I don't drink it mm-hmm. every day, but I do love green mm-hmm. tea quite a bit. Have you seen the meme? I, I don't remember um, who. It compared like some random crackhead, mm-hmm. like before and after crack mm-hmm. or cocaine or whatever it was comparing it to. It was like before and after cocaine. And the person just looks like death, mm-hmm. right? Okay, they're just terrible looking. Just right. unfortunate. And then it had a picture of... Um, the person who played Charles Xavier in the X-Men. Right. The one who was in the wheelchair, not the young version of Charles Xavier, but the older version. Um, It said before and after Earl Grey tea. And it actually had a picture of him older as the before and a picture of him younger as the after. (laughs) And it was, it was really funny. I mean, it was pretty funny, but like there are so many health benefits. They're they're saying that Earl Grey tea. I believe you're talking about Patrick Stewart. Yes, that's him. Alex. Yes. Where do you see yourself in five years? God damn it. <laughs> you don't know the answer I, to that question? I, <laughs> what are your strengths and weaknesses? Uh, um, Quick. I'm come be, on. Um, I'm a bitch. Okay. You can't say that to an employer. Okay. Well, you're not my employer. Well, <laughs> technically you are my employer. Not really. I mean, but, like. So mm. just to kind of point this out, these are questions, mm-hmm. the kinds of questions that mm-hmm. you should prep for. Mm-hmm. Quit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So today we're talking about where you need to be the most humble and the most confident in your entire life and find this amazing balance mm-hmm. of showing your true self and also hiding it at the same time. <laughs> we're talking about interviews. Oh, interviews. Job interviews specifically, I suppose. Job interviews, okay. yes. Yes. 
not like reporter interviews. It kept yeah. popping up like that. Anytime I would look anything up, it was like how to do a successful interview. Yeah. And it was talking about reporting. And I was like, that's not what I mean. I've done interviews before. I've done reporting and like news interviews and things like that before. And I've also done multiple job interviews in my lifetime. Just a, just a many, just a few, like not, not just like a couple handful. A plethora. <laughs> I have done a plethora of job interviews. That means a variety. That means a lot. A plethora means a variety. It means a lot. A plethora. I'm going to look up the definition. Okay. Okay. I had to sit down my tea. Hold on. You're a bitch. No. <laughs> well, anyway, so I have done a plethora of um, job interviews. An overabundance or an excess. So a lot. Hmm. So, anyway. <laughs> Proven you wrong. <laughs> One Google One search at Google a time. Search at a time. Fuck Google, man. <laughs> it's just it tells you all the answers. All of the world's. Um, you are really trying to humble me today, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. You're the only person allowed to do that. I know. And even still, you have a limit. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm zoning in on that limit. <laughs> it's okay. We're all right for now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to prep for your interviews, mm-hmm. what are some things that you should do? So one of the major things that I have found in prepping for interviews is research. Mm. You should always know what you're getting yourself into. Now, in your younger years, uh, specifically maybe you're looking for your very first job. In that instance, a lot of people don't think to research what they're applying for. They're just going maybe door to door, trying to find some job in a village or a a square of some sort. They're just going door to door, leaving their resume, leaving their application, uh, not really caring Mm -hmm. about what kind of job they get. They just want a job. Right. I guess when you're younger, that kind Mm -hmm. of is something that you would do more of is trying to just find any job. Correct. So I decided to look up a nice little video of how to prep for your interview whenever you're a teenager or perhaps whenever you haven't had an interview in a long time. And I found a beautiful little video on YouTube. Okay. Because I... We like YouTube. Um, we, I, I love YouTube, actually. And I can watch it while I'm driving. Or not watch it, but listen to it while I'm driving. I, I was like, <laughs> let's not suggest to, to listeners to watch YouTube while you're driving. So I just plug my phone into... And you listen my, to the audio. Yeah. I, Got I, it. I plug my phone into the car speaker, and I just play the video, and I'll just put my phone down, and I'll have the audio playing. If we're in charge of so many wrecks in the future... <laughs> I completely blame you. <laughs> completely. <laughs> All right. Continue. You listen okay. to the audio of I the YouTube video. I listened to an audio of a YouTube video while I was driving. Sure. Because it's the same thing as listening to a podcast. Sure. But so, I mean, <laughs> watching it and listening to it is completely different. Uh, not if you're blind. <laughs> Are you blind? Without my glasses. But are you actually blind? Are you (laughs) handicapped and cannot see? Sometimes. My God. 
Okay, so the video that I watched is called Job Interview Tips for Teens, and it is from a channel named Anthony O'Neill. Now, Anthony O'Neill is a creator on YouTube, and this particular video has 119,000 views. Not particularly very popular, but enough to where I would trust that people listen to what he has to say. Sure. So he brought on a woman who is a recruiter, and she's been in the recruiting business for about 20 years. And she wanted to give some tips and helpful advice to people who are doing their first job interview mm -hmm. or people who are younger trying to impress somebody of an older generation when going into their interview. Mm. So one of the main things that she had to say and what Anthony also had to say whenever they were doing this video is research. You really need to know what you're getting yourself into because a lot of people don't necessarily do that. They just go into a job because they need a job. And that's not what I advise. Sure. I would advise researching your topic if you do not know what you're getting yourself into if you're just looking for a job just to have a job and your parents are saying you need a job for the summer something like that i would advise at least trying something that you are already familiar with like perhaps applying for a coffee shop or maybe a waiter at a diner or a restaurant that you really love or something that you're familiar with already because having that familiarity with an environment can help you a lot whenever you're going into a job interview. Sure. And also I think that if you're really young and it's really hard to find a job when you're really young because you don't have mm -hmm. any experience. Yeah. So something that is really, that I do like that is if you are familiar with, if you go, if you're, you and your family go out to eat at a certain place all the time, mm -hmm. or if you go to a certain grocery store all the time, then it's probably a really good idea to like, you know, apply there. Cause then you see mm -hmm you see other employees and you see what's going on. And yes. so you're like, okay, this is something that I could potentially do and potentially mm -hmm. enjoy. And maybe I have friends and things that would right. be, would be at this mm -hmm. place. It is also something to say that if you're familiar, not only with the environment, but familiar with the staff that gives you a big, um, it just gives you a leg up. It gives you an advantage because you already know kind of how people act and behave right. and you can get their personality traits. True. Just just a little bit of something that can help you move forward and make you feel a little bit more comfortable in the interview process, which is something I have done before, actually, even as an adult male, I have gotten to know an establishment before I ever applied, which was really, really beneficial. Sure. I, I ended up getting the job. Like so your current thing. employer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, that's exactly what I'm talking about. But... For people who are trying to prepare for perhaps their very, very first interview, you need to walk in with confidence. Sure. That's because people are going to shake your hand and judge you on the way that they shake your hand. There are little things that you need to be aware of. So if you want to get on YouTube, because I know that this is a popular thing for millennials and of course, uh, the generation new generation Z, I guess Gen Z or I think it's generation Z Gen Z. Okay. They like to watch how to videos on YouTube. That's one of their, that's how they get most of their information. Millennials do that too. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Including we don't actually, this millennial. We don't read books anymore. We don't, eh. we don't search well, through things. I we don't, don't go really, to the library. I don't really read books anymore. I listen to audiobooks. Yeah. A lot of people do audiobooks now. But I think. It's I, a little bit more convenient. Well, and I also do it because I have dyslexia. That's nice. Yeah. So. I'm sure that that's helpful whenever you're driving and things. It's helpful <laughs> just to have like. <laughs> Not have to sit there for three hours and read one chapter that people can get through in 30 minutes. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. But listening to it, I retain all that information and it's just fine. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you have dyslexia, then audiobooks obviously is the way to go. Okay. Next tip. (laughs) Now, the next thing you want to do, especially if you're going into your very first interview, this is some advice that my mother gave me that I have kept with me for pretty much all of my life. You should dress for the interview how you would normally dress for that job. Right. Now, if you're a waiter, I would just naturally assume that you have some very nice black clothing. Black clothing is the uniform um, for being a waiter or being a server of any type, working at a diner or anything at like that. At many places, yeah, yes. Yeah, at many places. It's uh, black clothing, a nice black dress-up shirt or cover shirt, something that is very sleek, form-fitting, and just, you know, allows you to present your best self as it is you are also comfortable. So I did I did find a lot of stuff on this, on people saying what you should and shouldn't wear. Mm-hmm. And something that is a common a tip that people give is to... Um, look at what everybody else is wearing and then just dress a little more professionally than that for your Mm -hmm. interview. Yeah. Because like if you go and everybody's dressed in suit and tie, you Mm -hmm. should dress in a suit and tie when you go for your interview. But if you, but if you go and then everybody's dressed in jeans and a t-shirt, you can wear jeans, I assume to your interview, but Mm -hmm. wear like a a nicer top or like Mm -hmm. a, for men wear a button up or a blazer. Or a blazer and then wear really nice shoes or not necessarily like dress shoes, but just like if you have really nice vans, I've seen people do mm-hmm. that before mm-hmm. and it still looks really good. Mm-hmm. You can dress up just about anything. Now, w- one of the things that I will say, I work in the healthcare industry and a lot of the times whenever you're doing an interview, you don't want to walk into an interview wearing scrubs. So. No, but so that's something else that I saw was if there's mm-hmm. a, if you go somewhere where the company has a dress code. Mm-hmm. You should go just kind of in a, what did it say? It said business casual. It said to wear like comfortable clothing that are somewhat professional. So like mm-hmm. if you go somewhere and they wear scrubs, for instance, for mm-hmm. your interview, you should wear like khakis and maybe a nice shirt mm-hmm. and you don't really have to dress up more than that. Something mm-hmm. that's comfortable enough to where you'll be able to, um, go in there and, do your interview and still be comfortable and maybe have to do some training and you're not going to be, but also be able to present yourself as somebody who can put themselves together nicely. Right. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to dress super flashy or wear things that are super bright. Uh, uh, Limit yourself as much as possible to the amount of jewelry that you're wearing. A wedding ring is always nice. You can always wear a wedding ring or perhaps a class ring, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't wear lots of different rings. I wouldn't wear lots of different bracelets. Yeah. And this isn't the time really to wear like your statement necklace. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. I wouldn't do that either. Have for men specifically, this is some of the advice that I have, wear a class ring or a wedding ring. And I would limit it to just about that and wear a nice watch. I know that people don't really wear watches um, this day and age anymore. People of the older generation, you'll see a lot of really nice watches because they, it, it, it shows a sign of status for some people. Mm-hmm. That's how some people think of it as, especially if you're going into an interview. If they know that you have a watch, then you're not going to be opening your phone every five minutes looking at the time. That's true. And also, it might just make you look more punctual. Yes, that's true. A very nice watch is always a good thing to have. So I would suggest just a single ring and a nice watch. And a lot of men don't even wear rings. So if you don't wear rings, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And for women, um, 
I always go by the rule of if you're wearing rings, don't wear a bracelet. And if you're wearing a necklace, don't wear earrings. So if you switch mm. those so you can wear some earrings, but not mm. a necklace. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a bracelet, don't wear a whole mm -hmm. bunch of rings. If you have a wedding ring, that's I find that mm -hmm. to be more acceptable. Yeah. But if you uh, go in there and you have like five rings and mm -hmm. bangles on, bangles are really noisy and very distracting. Mm-hmm. So you probably shouldn't do that. Um, not wearing really noisy things mm -hmm. or wearing things that aren't super bright in color. So sticking to a neutral kind of mm -hmm. tone. Now, one of the things that I would recommend if you are going to wear earrings or if you are going to wear a necklace or anything of that nature, don't wear anything too big. Like the size of it matters. Sure. If you have a nice little pin earring, those are beautiful. Even dangling earrings, just not anything that's like huge. Yeah. If it touches your shoulders, don't wear it. <laughs> yeah. If it's bigger than your eyes, don't wear it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. So, yeah. Even though big earrings are in, I agree. And I like big earrings. Mm -hmm. Big earrings are great. But it's, it's not not, not really wear. appropriate for yeah. it. You don't want to distract too much from you because you're presenting mm -hmm. yourself. You're trying to get someone to hire you for right. for you and right. not like for your jewelry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, something that I saw is said, don't overdo your hair. So mm -hmm. like if you go in there and you got crazy hair going on, <laughs> like, I don't know. I do a thing a lot where I wear multiple buttons on my head. So I have mm -hmm. like... I'll do it now that I'm hired <laughs> where I work. Now that I'm hired, I'll wear my, I have like, I call it my Gwen Stefani hair mm -hmm. where I have like four buns on top of my head. Mm -hmm. But when you're going in for your interview, four buns. Re refrain from anything Lady Gaga or Gwen Stefani would do with their hair. Now I am a man, believe it or not. And I do have long hair. Sure. My hair comes down past my shoulders. So for me, I normally, if I feel like it's necessary, I will straighten my hair. My hair is naturally just slightly wavy. It's pretty straight for the most part. But um, some people think that you can just wear your natural hair and that will be okay. I would advise putting a little bit more effort into it than just wearing your natural hair because a lot of men will not think to put like styling cream or or some sort of hairspray or anything like that. Um, it also I, depends really on the job. So if yeah. you're going to, for example, work at a store, maybe just, you know, brushing it, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> doing something along those lines. If you have long hair uh, and you wear like maybe a polo and khakis mm -hmm. and then you go maybe put your hair back. Yes, if you're working in the food industry, especially, you you need to pull your hair back. Right. You need to put it in uh, some sort of... For females, a bun or a pony, either which way, it doesn't really matter. But for men, definitely put it into a nice, tight ponytail. And I've definitely seen some professional men wearing suits that will put their hair back. Yes. So I think that that's a common thing that mm -hmm. if you as a man who has long hair, mm -hmm. if you want to look professional, putting your hair back is an option. Yes. And for women, it's basically just not doing anything too crazy. So like having, if you have nice straight hair, that's pretty and long, mm -hmm. wearing it down is acceptable and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Maybe pinning it back out of your face. You don't want your hair in your face because that looks maybe like you're trying to distance yourself mm -hmm. or you're not keeping good eye contact kind of thing. Yeah. Also, if you cannot wear glasses, this is a performance thing. So not necessarily 
an interview to me though is somewhat like a performance. I went, since we're both ex music majors, yes. I mean, I, I graduated with my degree, but I still oh, have shade, <laughs> shade, <Just joking>. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so when you're performing, you want to put the least amount of distance between you and your audience. Mm-hmm. So you have to take off your glasses Mm-hmm. That's what my professor made me do all the time during all of my performances. Oh, yeah, for was, my performances as well. Yes, I do remember having to take off my glasses. Yeah, just putting that, taking down that one wall. Yeah. And so if you can wear contacts, if mm-hmm. you don't wear contacts, that's not really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something just as a, you know, a thing to not wear yeah. your hair in your face. Don't put too much stuff on your mm-hmm. face. Makeup wise too, don't put too much makeup on. And don't put anything super bright or something that takes a lot of TLC. Like if you wear a lipstick, that's fine. But if you have to touch it up a lot, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And if you wear something really dark, you might be thinking the whole time, do I have lipstick on my teeth and it will distract mm-hmm. you. So wear things that you're comfortable wearing. Don't put on, mm-hmm. uh, don't go buy whole new makeup for your interview and then decide right. to wear it for your interview day. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> okay. And I didn't actually mean to throw shade at you. Shade. I wasn't meaning to. Straight throw shade. shade. Sorry. <sighs> okay, let's continue. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, and my mom's like least favorite question that she's ever gotten in an interview mm-hmm. is like the first question she got when, uh, at one of her first interviews was mm-hmm. my mom wore a scarf tied on her neck. Mm-hmm. And the lady said, why did you choose to wear that scarf? Mm. And so something that I always ask myself when I get dressed for an interview is if they ask me why I wear each one of these items, what will I say? So that's, I feel like that's Mm. a good way to go into an interview if you're Mm -hmm. going to be questioned about it. Mm -hmm. So like, why am I wearing these pants? Because I feel most comfortable in them and confident. And I know that Mm. they look good on me. Why am I wearing this blouse? Because it's not see-through. It's not too too low cut. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I wearing these earrings? It makes me feel confident. Why did I do my hair like this? And so I, I do that in my brain. Of like, why? Because if I get that question, because uh-huh. my mom was like, I was totally stumped. I had no idea what to say. And this person was like, you need to think about that every time. Mm. And so I feel like that is the best way to dress wow. yourself. Now that leads into interview questions really, really well. Now I watched another video. Did you? <laughs> While I was driving. <laughs> okay. So this interview was titled Eight Common Interview Questions and Answers. Mm-hmm. Now the actual title says question and answers, which is improper grammar. You're it, welcome. It should say questions and answers. Grammar corrections with Alex Flores. Mm-hmm. The person who uh, says speeples. Speeples. <laughs> Truth. Uh, it has 10 million views, mm-hmm. regardless of its however grammatically correct it is. It is from a channel called Learn English with Let's Talk. Mm-hmm. I already have a problem with this. <laughs> But the uh, video itself that I watch has 10 million views. So I suppose people trust it. But Do you trust it? Some of the things that she said, yes, I do trust. Okay. So uh, one of the things was, of course, where do you see yourself in five years? Exactly. Now, when an interviewer is asking this question, all they want to know is how committed you are to the company. 
So when they ask, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? You should not say things like, running your own company? I don't know. Or, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the worst answer you could give. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I just live life how I live life and let it happen. And blah, 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 I'm, blah, blah, blah. I'm free. I'm wild. Just, don't say stuff like that in an interview. Yeah. A really good answer for this specific question is, well, I would like to learn as much as I can and possibly end up in a management position or some sort of training position or a recruitment position of some sort. Something that allows you to better yourself while also staying true to your commitment to the company. Mm -hmm. That's what people want to hear. Now, an acceptable answer that I have found is I would like to be finished with school. That's a really good answer for somebody who's a little bit younger. If an employer knows that you have a commitment to either your job or your schooling to better improve yourself, as long as it is well within your commitment to the company, people approve of that. Like if you were to walk in and say, uh, this is just a job for the summer because blah, 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 blah. I need to get uh, funds for school or I need this and I need that. That's not really what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. They want to hear about your commitment and how well you to can their commit. Company. Yeah. How well you can commit yourself to showing up on time. Right. To uh, not calling in very often. Like people know already expect that some people are just going to call in every once right. in a while. You can't avoid emergencies. They don't want to hear yeah. that you're trying to improve your 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 timeliness in 5 years. <laughs> Cuz if you tell them that they're like I admire your honesty. But no. But uh but then, that's if you get the job. So back to interviews. <laughs> okay, so did you find a good question that you would like to talk about? I did. So I I found this website called The Muse. The Muse. The Muse.com. And, and it just says 31 common questions. And these are things that you can, something I do before interviews is I always forget what the common questions are. Like, yeah, they're pretty common knowledge mm -hmm. usually, mm -hmm. but I always forget. Yeah. So I looked up this website and I do this almost before every interview I've ever had mm -hmm. as I look at common questions and I think what would my answer be? So the first mm -hmm. one, it says, can you tell me uh, a little about yourself? Tell me a little about yourself. <laughs> and so people really screw up this question. Yes, they do. A lot. A lot. Now, this is something that I was... <laughs> I, I'm really good at kind of giving backhanded compliments. And really? In, <laughs> in, in turn, that makes me really good about hiding my weaknesses as strengths and vice versa. Sure. And that's actually one of the questions that was in the video that I watched as well. Can you which, tell me a little about yourself? That one? Yeah. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Now, when an interviewer is asking this question, they don't really care about you. Right. They don't. Yeah. I was going to say, don't tell them, don't, you know, oh, yeah. I've got three dogs and um, <laughs> currently just got married and blah, 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 blah. Like you don't want to tell them your, your personal things necessarily. Mm -hmm. They want to hear like something that is relevant to the job. So mm -hmm. something that it says on this website is to list two to three accomplishments mm -hmm. to maybe mention. Mm -hmm. And that's like a good time to mention it. Yes. If you're going into this uh, interview and perhaps you have past experience in the field that you are trying to get a job in, that's one of the things that you need to talk about whenever they ask you, tell me about yourself. Well, like for me, I would talk about my internship in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. That's a good one to bring up. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my degree in music therapy mm-hmm. that I got at West Texas A&M University. Mm-hmm. And then for certain ones, if, if like they know my professors, I might mention that I worked mm-hmm. with them or that kind of thing. Just coming up with two to three mm-hmm. really impressive things. Yes is a good idea before you go in there because most likely that's going to be a question at almost mm-hmm. every single interview I've ever been to in my entire life. It has had that question. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I would advise is prepare yourself with what you have accomplished that is relative to the job. So if they're asking you about yourself, you have these things to list. You can talk about the school that you went to. You can talk about the degree that you have if you went to school. You can talk about a program that you went through, like a phlebotomy program. That's not necessarily like a degree, but it's relevant to perhaps your field. You can talk about any other types of commitments that you've had. Maybe you volunteer. Maybe you work at a summer camp for children, so something those, like that. Yeah, those, those are the things, kind of are, things are good. So, mm-hmm. but if you work, if you're going for a job, that's not necessary. So, if I I used to work at United Supermarkets, mm-hmm. and so one thing that I would not do is if they said, "Tell me a little about yourself," I wouldn't say that I have a degree in music therapy because that doesn't do anything right. for that job. Yeah. I would say I have experience in food service Mm -hmm. because I used to be a waitress Mm -hmm. and I have experience in, um, management because I used to be Mm -hmm. a manager at a a convenience store. Mm -hmm. So those are the kind you want to do things that are relevant. Yes. Now we've been talking about things that you should do. Let's talk about how not to answer this question. I think we do not tell them that you are a social person who likes to party. Uh, yeah. Those are the kinds of things that you should not be saying. When so it- don't put me on the schedule for Sunday because I'm going to be drunk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you, if you Saturday night, day like night, that, turn up night. So don't put me don't on no schedule. Don't expect me to get here at seven o'clock in the morning exactly. on a Monday. Don't tell them that crap. D- yeah. Don't say that kind of stuff. Even if it is true. For real. <laughs> don't lie. True, yeah. Don't lie. But just withhold some it's, of that truth. It's just something that doesn't need to be mentioned. <laughs> so when they ask you, tell me about yourself, don't tell them about how many jello shots you can do without right. throwing up. Or like that's I'm, not what they want to hear. I am habitually late every <laughs> every day to everything. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. That's not what they want to hear. No. Okay. <laughs> So another question many people ask, and I think a lot of people get stumped about is what do you know about the company? Oh, so that's a good, like you said earlier, doing Mm -hmm. your research kind of thing. So just knowing what they're about. The biggest thing that I have found to be the biggest help for me is most places have a mission statement. Yes. So find what their mission statement is. And kind of tell them, well, I noticed your mission statement is blah, blah, blah. So it is obvious that you have done research Mm -hmm. and then they'll be more interested in you. They're like, oh, they're very interested in us. Mm -hmm. So maybe like Mm -hmm. this is a good fit for us because they've done, they've gone that extra mile. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just like, like a grocery store, if they have a motto, you know, saying stuff like, I know your motto is this. Mm -hmm. And I know that I have great, uh, personal like Mm -hmm. people skills and So I think I would be a great fit for this job because X, Y, and Z. Now, as it goes into doing your research, a really good answer to give this kind of question, um, give back to them that you are aware of their accomplishments. Like if a company and you're an architect or something, 
um, and you're going into a job interview, for an example, you would say, well, I know that your company is responsible for working on this project and this project and this project. And I'd like to be part yes, of that. And I would like to be part of something yeah. like this. Now, if you're going into, let's say, an interview to be a waiter at a restaurant on the wall, most of the time, they will have plaques of their accomplishments. And you can look at those kinds of things. You can also research those kinds of things in on the internet, of course. You can say, well, I know that you were the best food service of, I don't know, 2014 or in 2015 and 2016. And you can talk about their accomplishments, talk about the things. What happened in 2017 <laughs> and 18? We don't know. Correct. We don't know. But it's really good for a company to know that you've invested time into seeing how they've come up through the years mm -hmm. and what they are capable of. So another question that I found, these two, I feel like are really tied into each other. So I'm going to do them both at the same time. Okay. Why do you want this job and why should we hire you? Mm. I feel like those are very similar. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm a bamf. <laughs> don't say things like that. <laughs> Unless you're like really tight with the, uh, the person that you're you're, uh, who's interviewing you. I disagree with that statement. Okay. Because one, actually on the video that I watched with Anthony O'Neill, he addressed this specifically. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is a really good point. Okay. Regardless of how personal, you know, the people that you're interviewing with, you should always present yourself as a professional. Sure. We don't say slang. Don't say like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, don't talk to them how you would talk to a friend. Okay. Talk to them how you would talk to them as an employer, as your boss. Always say yes, sir. Always say yes, ma'am. Always agree or disagree in a polite and professional way. Mm -hmm. Always be attentive, have good composure, have good posture, and present yourself in a very formal way. Even if they're your friend and they've been your friend for 10, 11 years, you should present yourself as a formal person. However that relationship is, let it be an interview. Okay. Now, this is one of the things that was in that video that I recommend watching because I think it's a really, really good piece of advice. Always present yourself to your best. I, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I stand corrected. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, answering the questions of why do you want this job and why mm -hmm. should we hire you, it feels really... Okay. So, for me, it feels really weird. For you, probably not so much. It feels weird for me to... Uh, brag about myself <laughs> shade shade <laughs> you do brag about yourself a lot i do <laughs> well and that's good though in many ways mm -hmm. for me i i just have a hard time going in and being like well i'm really good at what i do and mm -hmm. i'm good with people and i'm great at this this thing mm -hmm. and like all uh, going in and saying this is why you should hire me because mm -hmm. i'm awesome yeah is hard for me mm -hmm. to say but you've got you know put on your big girl panties or big boy panties mm -hmm. and just go with the flow. And you got to brag on yourself a little. That's uh, yes. like I said at the beginning, it's like a balance of being super humble yes. and being super confident. Yes. You don't want to be cocky, yeah. but you do want to be confident. If you, you come off as cocky, your employers are going to be like, this guy's going to not do so well here because nobody really wants someone who's going to no. be like I'm the best person ever. <laughs> Correct. Other than me. I, <laughs> I, I was about to say, I don't know how you've gotten away with it so long. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> All right. So tell me about a challenge or conflict that you had in another job and how you've handled mm -hmm. it. That's a question I've been asked. Uh, another one, almost yeah. every single time I've ever been, even when yeah. I worked at Walmart, when I worked at United, mm -hmm. uh, at the convenience store that I worked at, mm -hmm. um, as a waitress, 
uh, and my current job as well. I mm-hmm. work at a nursing home mm-hmm. and I do activities there. Yes. All of those jobs have asked me, you know, what's a conflict? How did you handle mm-hmm. it? And what did you learn from that? Yes, correct. I, I find this question everywhere I go. It doesn't matter what field or what job interview that you're doing. People love this yes. question. So be prepared for it because <laughs> the most awkward thing, and it's happened to me, which is how I've learned to prepare for this question. Mm-hmm. It's awkward whenever you can't think of one because you're put yeah. under pressure. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I cannot think of one conflict I have ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, come, uh, just make sure you come mm-hmm. with those, and because we've all had conflicts, especially yes. if you've worked in... The only way you haven't had a conflict... Is if you work by yourself. I guess, but even then, like you've had to have a conflict with something. Yeah. So like even if you haven't even had a job, mm-hmm. um, you can talk about a conflict you had with... like A customer. If you've never had a job. So before, oh. if you've never had a job... <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> if you've never had a job and you go in for an interview and they ask you this question, a conflict that you've had, and but you've never had a job, what do you say to that? Yeah. And the one thing I can think of is if you've ever volunteered somewhere, you've probably mm-hmm. had a conflict there. Mm-hmm. Or if you've um, mowed lawns, mm-hmm. if you've had little side jobs like that, or if you've had yeah. a conflict with... Um, a teacher teachers are mm-hmm. good ones, uh, or with friends and there is a conflict between them and you mm-hmm. kind of put them together. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are acceptable answers to that question. If yeah. you've never had a job, if you have had a job, you should talk about your job. Conflicts. <laughs> talk about your job conflicts, yeah. not about your teenage conflicts. <laughs> I can imagine just like being 30 years old and like going into, well, a well, there's one time in math, my class, brother like pushed like... this one person and I was like, don't do that. Rodney. <laughs> But hopefully by the time of 30, you don't talk like that. Oh, yeah. Even though there are some people who still do. (laughs) Hopefully, eventually, you'll grow out of that habit. Truth. (sighs) All right. Uh, This might be the end of our questions because there's a ton of places where you can. Yeah, we can keep going on this forever. Yeah, there's a ton of questions, but I'll do one more. uh, And then we'll talk about if you are the interviewer. So a question that comes up a lot is why did you leave your past job? Mm, mm -hmm. So what's the reason you left or it like, what were the conditions of your departure kind of thing? Yes. Now this is also a question that is normally on an application. It's not on every application, Mm -hmm. but people do want to know this before you even come into the interview. For sure. So prepare for this. Yeah. Well, and then they'll ask you about it. I've always Mm -hmm. been asked about it. So it says here, you left this waitressing job after five months. Why did you leave? Mm -hmm. And you don't want to bad mouth another company because that looks bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reason I left is because they're (laughs) shitheads. Yeah. But um, you don't want to say, well, they were assholes. So Mm -hmm. that's why I left. Mm -hmm. So you say me and some of the management did not get along so well. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked on that relationship for a while and it just didn't seem like a good fit. Yeah. So I decided to go and look for a job elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I left on good terms. I put in a two weeks notice mm-hmm. and everything. So that's if it's the worst yeah. scenario. Other scenarios is mm-hmm. like, uh, well, 
I was moving and I needed yeah. a job closer yes. or a, a one that I've done before is I don't have a vehicle. Mm. I do now, but mm-hmm. back then I didn't have a vehicle. Yeah. So I, I don't have a vehicle. So I need a place that's close. Mm-hmm. And the job that I have, I have to drive mm-hmm. and my ride mm-hmm. can't always take me. One of the other acceptable answers that I have also used is school. Yes. I've used college as uh, an answer because I was working overnights, I believe, at some, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even remember which job this was, but I believe I was working overnights someplace and uh, I was a full-time student and I had to leave that job because it was just too much. It's too much to have a full-time job overnight and a full-time course load. So I left and it, uh, if I can say school, then I'll normally say school. That's one of my cop-outs one of the cop-outs that I use for interviews specifically. But um, moving is also one of the ones that I like to use because I move a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. I understand. Um, but yeah, you always want to leave on a good note. Sometimes you can't, and it's unfortunate. And whenever you are in those situations, you always want to talk about um, your level of performance yeah. more so than why you left. You want to leave saying, you know, it wasn't a good environment for me to be a part of mm-hmm. and it was affecting my level of performance. Right. So I did not. And also, you know, once you've had enough jobs, you don't have to mention that job. Yeah, that's true. Don't even put it on your resume. <laughs> yeah, just like. Unless you have to. Leave it off. Unless they say, like, uh, for example, if they have the years and mm-hmm. they're like, so what happened in, in between here? Yeah. And that's awkward. Yeah. So if it has the years, I usually put it in there anyway. I'll put I... the jobs like that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it doesn't, I'm just like, yeah. all right. So I put yeah. the, uh, like the jobs <laughs> right. I've had and right. the amount of right. years that I had them. Now, this is a good uh, time to say whenever you're writing a resume, mm-hmm. which is something that we didn't touch on. But whenever you're writing a resume, you want to include the last jobs for the previous five years. Right. That's always a good rule of thumb. You don't want if you're 30 years old and you're going into an interview and you're putting your first five jobs that you ever had in your entire life. Oh yeah. That's probably not a good idea, but by that time, also not a good sign for an employer (laughs) either. (laughs) Now I will say this though, for people who were mothers and they left their job to become a full-time mom, I would say that it is acceptable to put the jobs that you had before you were a mother. Sure. Because it, whenever people ask, you can tell them, you know what, this is what I was doing before my life changed. And then I put all of my concentration and my efforts into being a full-time mom. And now I'm ready to get back into work. Right. So I think that those are situations that you can navigate through. Extenuating circumstances. Yes. For sure. Um, so the last little bit I'm going to touch on, on being interviewed is, uh, asking questions. So when they're done questioning you, it is very important to ask Mm -hmm. questions. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what should you ask? You ask. (laughs) Okay. So before we get into that on the video that I watched from Anthony O'Neill, the recruiter that was with him, I believe her name was Brittany. I think I don't remember. You can watch the video. You can figure it out for yourself. But one of her pieces of advice was you should bring with you a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Now that consists of different things for different people. Like if you're going in as an interview for an architect, your portfolio might have a few of the projects sure. that you're working on. Some of jobs don't have that kind yeah. of thing though. But That's if perfect. you're going in for your first job interview, your portfolio technically would consist of a resume 
multiple copies of your resume, she suggests bringing at least two to five copies of your resume because now in in this day and age, people like to do panel interviews. More than one person will interview you or perhaps you'll go to numerous interviews. I've had follow-up interviews with uh, people who are higher up in the chain of command, um, things like that. So your portfolio would consist of a resume, perhaps a cover letter, if you're really trying to do yourself a good justice, mm-hmm. and a notepad. Right. That should also be in so your that portfolio. You that you can take notes. People love to see that whenever you are in the interview, you, not only are you paying attention, but you're writing things down so you can ask questions. You're writing things down so that you can follow up with them. Like this is a really, really good tip that not a lot of people think about that I do recommend. Bring up a notepad. Yes, that is a good thing. I had something to say, and I, I bet I can't remember it now. Is it because I'm so beautiful you just lost your train of thought? I think that's it. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, I need some pick-me-ups. Oh, I do remember now. Okay, so whenever you go uh, in for your interview, so many places now, yeah, bringing your resume is a good idea. Mm -hmm. So many places now do everything electronically, though. Mm -hmm. So bringing, um, if you can, I'm not a big promoter of this because I like to live a low-waste life, but... (laughs) You should buy multiple um, flash drives and you can put your resume on those flash drives. Mm. And then when you go places, you can leave the flash drive with them if they mm. prefer electronic form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And also if you're applying for things online, so if you put your thing in online, a lot of mm-hmm. places will ask for your resume mm-hmm. electronically. Yeah. So that's also just a, a, if you're wanting to make sure that they get your resume and you don't necessarily want to have to wait for them to, Mm -hmm. that's a good way to do that. Yes. Okay. So questions that you can ask potentially, Mm -hmm. um, what are challenges to, to this position? So Mm -hmm. what are some things that I should expect that are somewhat challenging Mm -hmm. that I could prepare myself for? Right. Now, one of the questions that I have found has been a real, a zinger, just people love this question. You should ask no matter what interview it is, you should ask, so can you tell me what a typical day at this job would look like? Yeah. Interviewers love this question because it gives them an opportunity to walk you through what you should expect. Yes. People love this question. I this agree. is This is probably, if not your first question, your second or third, you should start off with this kind of question. What can I expect from this job? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Another one that I think is super awesome is uh, what type of employees exceed here? So what kind of Mm. um, attitude? What are the, is it more laid back? Is it very professional? Mm -hmm. Like what do you expect of your employees? Mm -hmm. Like a mom and pop shop. People are going to say, well, we like people who are, are good at following direction, but can also make a good impact with our regular customers because this is a very familiar place to a lot of the people around this area. Now, if you're working for like a Fortune 500 company, then people who are going to excel are people who are very time oriented, people who are very detail oriented, and people who can really uh, promote excellence in an effective way. Mm-hmm. Truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a question I for sure ask every time is, um, do you enjoy working here? Mm. I like to always ask the employer, mm-hmm. do you like working here and why? Like, yeah. what's the reason you enjoy it? And do you, is this a good environment for you to work in? Mm-hmm. Because 
it's really hard to hide most of the time if they enjoy working there and if if they don't enjoy working there because not only are you being interviewed but you're interviewing them to see if that's a job you like Mm -hmm. that's something that's always calmed me down a little bit during interviews is that i'm like not only are they interviewing me but i'm interviewing them to see if this is a place i want to work Um, and that goes with the whole if if you would fit in there if you Yeah. yeah so also that is something really pertinent to say don't take a job just because it was offered to you. Yeah. If you feel yeah. like you wouldn't uh, enjoy working there or that wouldn't be a positive environment for you, why mm-hmm. do that to yourself? Do not underestimate that you can reject the offer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't think pl- people think about that too often. If, yeah, they don't. If, well, if the, it's the job that you have like been desperately trying to get for years, then I, <laughs> who would reject that offer? Mm-hmm. But if you're doing multiple interviews, because I know a lot of people who, whenever they're looking for a serving position, they'll throw their resume out to whoever who will take it. Right. And if you are offered a job, you normally have about a week. I would say, can I get back to you in a week? Yeah. That's that's uh, appropriate. Anything longer than a week is too much. And they'll and probably just say no. Yeah, that's something that I, I was also going to address of how long is too long to wait before you like check in or what should you do yeah. if people don't call you back. But before mm-hmm. I get to that, so as you're leaving for your interview, something that I've also always done. Um, so you leave, you shake hands, you say thank you for mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. And right. then on your way home, before I've ever gone to the interview, I wrote a thank you note to them. Mm. And then on my way home, I go to the mailbox. And if the interview went well, I throw in my thank you note. And so it looks like I'm very timely and everything. So um, if you're in handwritten thank you notes are just really nice and they seem very personal. Mm. Um, So just something very simple. Thank Mm -hmm. you for um, allowing me to go to the interview. If the interview went really crappy, um, still throwing in a thank you note is a good idea. Mm. Because later in life, if you perhaps want to go and reapply. Yeah. You've had that thank you note in there. Mm -hmm. And my mother, she even got that, the job she has right now Mm -hmm. by doing that. So Mm -hmm. they hired somebody else instead of her and she, but she had sent a thank you note Mm -hmm. and that person didn't work out. And so they were like, Oh, well this person was really awesome. And they said, Mm -hmm. she sent a thank you note. And so it was very personal and we really liked her. Mm -hmm. And then they called her. And so they, they were yeah. like, a big reason that we called you is because your thank you note was posted up in our mm. office and we remembered you. Hey. Oh, yeah. Being memorable. <laughs> being memorable. <laughs> no. Being memorable. Right. It's early and it's also your fault. <laughs> I know. So, uh, making a good impression is still important, of course. So, mm-hmm. uh, even when you're waiting to hear from them, Mm-hmm. So something that I read that I was like, that's a really good way to put it is to nudge. Don't pester. Yeah. So calling every single day or going up multiple mm-hmm. times a day mm-hmm. is annoying Yeah. and you will be less likely to get a job. Mm. So nudge, don't pester. Yeah. Um, come up with a plan, do it, you know, one or two times mm-hmm. a week, have like those days and stick to that. Don't mm-hmm. try to overdo it. Also don't underdo it. Don't yeah. like, decide, Oh, well, I guess I'm not getting that job mm-hmm. because some jobs will not get back to you in two weeks or three weeks sometimes. Yeah. And then after three weeks they call you and they're like, okay, cause they've got stuff they're doing. Yeah. They've got stuff going on and maybe they have to wait until another employee leaves for yeah. you to get that job. And also it depends on where you're applying. Like if you're applying at a restaurant that, that can be considerably fast. Like you could sure. be working there that next day. But if it's for the state, you could be waiting a month. Yes. If you're working, if it's like for a hospital, you could be waiting for a good couple of months. I remember one time I applied for a hospital position and I got the position, but I didn't get it until three months 
after my initial interview. Mm-hmm. That's how long it takes sometimes to go through the entire process. Right. So don't get discouraged, but also be timely on your check-ins and follow-ups. Yeah, make sure you're checking in just mm-hmm. uh, and uh, make sure you're doing everything you need to do in the event you do get hired. So if you need like a CPR certification, make sure mm-hmm. you have that. Make yeah. sure it's all done. And yes. Or if there's a course that you need to take for that job, mm-hmm. make sure all of that's good and ready to go. And, um, but do those things if you're pretty sure you're going to get that job. Also, if that's the job that you realize that you kind of want. Because even if you don't get that job, but you've done that, that work, Mm -hmm. um, when you're looking around for a job that's similar and you say, well, I've done this class and I'm CPR certified, then, you know, that looks really good on you, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. I agree. Yo también. Um, and don't take it personally, you know, there, there could have just, uh, that job could have been not needed anymore mm-hmm. that you applied for. Maybe they decided, you know, we don't mm. really need this position and we don't need to pay someone for it. That happened to you. Yes, it did. Oh, and that's okay. <laughs> but that happens though. It's actually a lot more common than I thought. Um, mm. so positions will just, they'll say, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And then after they go through the whole interview process. They go to the board and say, these are the people. Yeah. And then they go, you know, we don't really have a budget to add this person in. Mm-hmm. So maybe this isn't a good idea right now. Yeah. But if you've made a good impression though, whenever that job opens up, if that's a position you really wanted, that's a good idea to like have done all of that stuff in the thank you notes anyway, even though the position is no longer available. So don't take it personally because it, it could be nothing to do with you. Right. It could just yeah. be things that are completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. Okay, so something uh, that you, uh, some things you should never do, is you should never um, impose your own deadline. So you shouldn't say, "Well, I've got to know by this time, or mm-hmm. else I'm moving on." Because mm-hmm. then, you know, if, for example, they decide to take you and you've put that dead, you're like an ultimatum or something. Mm-hmm. That looks really bad. Yeah. So don't do that, unless, for instance, it has something to do with moving. Mm-hmm. So say. Uh, so I really need to know if I have this job before this date, because otherwise I'm moving back to this place. Yeah. And so it would be really inconvenient if Mm -hmm. I moved and then got the job and had to move back. For me, I would probably say something along the lines of, you know, um, thank you for your time in this interview. Just to let you know, I will be moving at this, this, and this date. So it's possible that I might not be able to take this job after this certain amount of time. Right. So if you get back to me then, then I might not have it. Yeah. Another thing is never to lie. Not an outright lie anyway. So I like if they said withholding the truth. <laughs> sure. But if, if it's like they ask, have you ever worked? Um, or if you, have you ever worked in this position? Have you ever been in a management oh, yeah. position? And you say, Oh yeah, yeah. I have, but you've never been a manager. <laughs> yeah. That's an outright lie. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lie that you should avoid. Don't do that. So whenever you, are still waiting for an answer. Don't pester the hiring manager Mm -hmm. through their own personal cell phones and emails. Oh yeah. Like if they give those out for emergencies, Mm -hmm. that's something different than if you're just wondering if you got that job or not. Mm -hmm. So don't pester them through their own personal things because that becomes really annoying. And also that's their personal stuff. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't give it out, but also (laughs) people shouldn't uh, take advantage, I guess. Yeah. Never criticize a business on social media. Mm. So if you are upset because they didn't hire you, mm-hmm. they might hire you at some point in mm-hmm. life. You never mm-hmm. know unless mm-hmm. it's Walmart and then you're never working there again. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. I don't care if I have to work in fast food. 
I will never work at Walmart again. Yeah. And even if you do have to vent about something, don't say the company name. Right. Yeah. Just don't say it. That's not something and even you should so, do. Even though I, I, um, I mean, I guess I'm doing it right now, but even though I hate Walmart <laughs> with a fiery passion, I've never posted anything on Facebook about how much I hate them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I've posted stuff about certain jobs that I like, maybe I had a rough day and I've sure. talking about my rough day at work and stuff and this like that, but I never talk about, um, the company itself or I never talk about the people that were involved. I just talk about my rough day and you know what this and this happened or this and this happened, but try to avoid those things because it, it is important to mm-hmm. people whenever they're trying to recruit. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start wrapping it up a little bit cause I've, We've we could forever. we could go on for hours. I think it's because we've had so many interviews yeah, yeah. in our lives. It's, that's true. <laughs> um, that we feel a little bit like experts. I was going to talk a little bit about giving interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just tell you the website that I found it on. So if you look up uh, how to give an interview, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, of things that you could look up on Forbes.com. Um, but also if you just type in how to give an interview, like WikiHow has some things that you can look at. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Forbes website mm-hmm. and then cbsnews.com has a job interview conduct of like things you should ask, things you should look for, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So if that's something that interests you, look that up. We don't really have time to talk about it today. So mm-hmm. sorry. We will continue on later in some point in time in the future. Indeed. So Alex. Mm-hmm. What's brewing? Oh, we get to move on to our next segment. Yay, I love this. Okay, so I want to talk about something that's a little bit relevant to today. I am not technically super invested in rappers. Sure. But there is something that came through the news outlets lately. Eminem released his surprise album. It's called Kamikaze. Mm-hmm. And um, although it is number one in a lot of different places right now, right. Uh, Eminem is under fire because he used the word faggot. Um, he didn't necessarily like use it, use it though, because right. he said it, but he actually bleeped it out. Mm. But people knew what, what he the was word saying. Was, yeah, what he, he was what, implying. Yes. So to go into this a little bit deeper, um, he's referring to Tyler, the creator, who is another rapper and Tyler, the creator is actually openly gay. Uh, he, he said kind of homosexual, kind of bisexual. He's his sexuality is open to interpretation. It's fluid. Yeah. His sexuality is open to interpretation and uh, it's not something new because he's been talking about it himself for a really long time mm-hmm. for this specific instance. There was a song where he called himself a faggot. Right. And his boyfriend, he referred to, not in the same song, but his boyfriend, he has referred to as a fag before. Right. Because it's just something that comes up whenever you're rapping. You try to be a little bit... Edgy. Edgy, controversial. Well, and also, it's, it's also kind of like what what I hear people talk about owning the word kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like taking mm-hmm. back that word and using it to yes. be... Something that's for that community. Yes. And I, myself, as a proud homosexual man, um, I have Be used... Be proud. Yeah, I am proud. Thank you. Um, I have used this word before. It, it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because you never know how it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. But um, especially when I was younger, I used to say it a lot. Like in my college days, um, I, would, I would call my friends my fags. 
and they would just, it was part of me trying to own up to owning that word right. and not having it as something that people could use as a weapon against us. Yes. But in this specific instance, I'm kind of torn and it, it makes me bitter mm-hmm. because on one hand, Eminem calling somebody a faggot, as I see it, you really shouldn't do that just kind of in general. But under the circumstances, that is who Eminem is. That's part of his artistry. That's part of his music. That's part of how he came to be Eminem in itself. And he has been criticizing people and talking harshly about people his entire career. Right. It just so happens that this is one of the things that we have chosen to get mad about. You know, we choose to get we, mad about yeah, a lot we, of things. The, I think the general population is very selective on what they want to get mad about. I don't think they're that no. selective. <laughs> I think the general population population people, gets mad about quite a bit. People like to be angry about something. Truth. It's, it's, it's something about a passion. They like to have that passion to get behind something, but, um, well, I don't think it's passion. I think it's annoying sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, now, on one hand, I want to stick up for Eminem because this is his artistry. This is who he came to be. And I am an Eminem fan. I enjoy his music. Not, and I'm not just one of those people who listens to just his singles that come out or just, I'm somebody who actually listens to Eminem's music. Right. And if you go back to his earlier days, like his Slim Shady days, this is how he writes music. Right. This is his process. This is what he does. He talks shit about himself constantly. Mm-hmm. Even on this album, one of his biggest digs is one of the digs to himself. So I, uh, it, for me, I don't take it personally as a gay man. Okay. Because that is part of his artistry and I appreciate the part of his artistry that is a lyricist. But I could also see people getting, like you, you said they didn't get ups, upset about, um, what was the other guy's name? Tyler. Tyler, the creator. Yeah. They didn't get upset when he said it. Yeah, because, because he, he is a gay man himself. Yeah, yeah. Or at least bisexual. Yeah. Um, so I think that because if he had said the N-word, that would have been different too, I guess. Well, uh, notoriously, actually, Eminem doesn't say the N-word. Right. He has used it occasionally mm-hmm. at concerts and things. And he probably he's... gets some shit for it, I'm yeah. sure. But it's yeah. because he's not gay. Right. He's not black. Right. He's, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, since he's not part of that community, mm-hmm. he... Mm-hmm. He gets a lot of flack for it. Yeah, he does. He does. So uh, he he very. Uh, if you so, go I understand through, both sides. Is mm-hmm, what I'm saying. Yeah. If you go through Eminem's music, you will very, very rarely find a point in time where he actually says the N word. Now, in his earlier years, he was very blatantly racist mm-hmm. to a certain degree, and he would say certain things about certain people. Right. But that was part of his process, and that was the controversy that became Eminem and right. why he became what he is today. Sure. But um, like I said, that's part of his process. That's part of the art. That's part of what people bought into. Sure. That's why people like him. But I, yeah, and I like that because he's controversial. Mm-hmm. Controversial. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that that, but like I said, I think it's probably because he's not part of that mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Tyler, the creator is also a rapper and he raps about his sexuality. So it's a little bit more accepting because of course he's talking about himself. Mm-hmm. Eminem also talks mad shit about himself. Right. We just so happen to choose this instance to be mad about. So on one hand, he had one shot, exactly one opportunity. 
love it. I love it. I love it. But um, in this specific instance, you don't context, think he's, he was being offensive just to be offensive? No, I don't think he was being offensive just to be. You're offensive. just citing. That's part of his artistry. That is who Eminem is. His artistry is to be controversial and to be offensive. Was Tyler the creator mad? Um, if we really want to get into it. Uh, there's been a lot of beef okay between rap like rappers well sure they do it all the time uh, yeah that's just what they do i've heard lots of stuff like that because i (laughs) when i worked with my juveniles and they listened to a lot of different rappers they Mm -hmm. would be like oh dang because they're like they take shots at each other crap about other rappers that's what they do that's what rap music is it's it's, well that's that's part of what rap music has been known it's kind of morphed into that in some certain circles i feel like Mm -hmm. um I don't think that's what rap music is, but I could go on well, rap, and on about to, rap music. To me, rap music is storytelling. Sure. That's what it boils down to, the basic foundation. I see it as giving a voice to the voiceless. Hmm. That's good. That's a good that's a good interpretation. You're welcome. So for me, on the other side of the coin as to where I am torn from is respecting somebody's artistry. And I do respect Eminem's artistry. Sure. I, I also mm-hmm. love Eminem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Anyway, I could go on a rant about this forever. Because <laughs> this is something that see. makes me bitter. <laughs> what about you? Uh, my bitter thing is short and sweet. I can't sleep. Oh. It's really awful. I think that I need awful. a new mattress. So, listeners, if you have um, any good mattress suggestions... Mm-hmm please send them in. We'll put a, in the description, we'll put an email address and for sure send me some <laughs> ideas because the, the one that I like, I keep hearing about is Casper mattress. Mm-hmm. And so I've been thinking about it, but I'm unsure and I can't find enough like, um, reviews mm. to justify buying it. I'm one of those people mm. that looks for reviews mm. in order. One of the mattresses that I've been a little question, questioning whether or not I really want to pay for the money is Purple Mattresses. They seem to have a really, really good foundation. and okay. But it's a newer company. And um, it's a little bit more scientific-y. Yeah. It has different layers of different things in their mattress. Uh, it's a, technically just a memory foam mattress. Mm. But um, I've heard really, really good things about them. And I want to try out their mattresses. Cool. Well, yeah, I'll do more research about it. And mm-hmm. like I said, listeners, if you have suggestions, mm-hmm. send them yes. in. If you just want to give me shit about not being able to sleep or give a shit about talking about rappers, then also email us. That's fine too. Yes, absolutely. Um, Alex. Yes. What's sweet this week? Sweet this week. Okay. So I'm actually really excited about this one. Mm -hmm. So I saw a video. Oh, good. (laughs) No. Shade. It's not shade. Shade. I I just, we watch a lot of videos and that's why I was like, what video is this? If you could see her facial expressions, you would understand. It's shade. Okay. I just have good facial expressions. I have a good face. It's the money maker. See, that's what you need to be. That's why we're on a podcast because my face is the money maker. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Mm. So... People give millennials and the new generation, Gen Z, a lot of shit for sure. being lazy, for... We're snowflakes. For, yeah, we're, we're delicate. We're too, yeah, we're delicate we're, flowers. We're, uh, and we lack commitment. Yeah. All of these things. But there's a story that came out not long ago. 
a 14-year-old child. <laughs> As most 14-year-olds are. <laughs> a 14-year-old student yes. came up with this design called Safe Kids. Mm-hmm. Her name is Audrey Larson, mm-hmm. and she was inspired by all of the recent shootings that she has been learning about right. in schools. Yeah, you sent me this video. Yes. It is very It's, cute. it's a beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah. Now, she designed a protective wall for students to hide behind mm-hmm. whenever there is a shooting or whenever they're in a lockdown situation. Right. It is called her, her wall is actually a, uh, invention of, of fantastic engineering. Right. And she explains it much better than I can, but it's called safe kids. It's an acronym and the kids acronym stands for Kevlar cellulosis, nanocrystal, AR 500 steel, instant defense system. That's what it's called. Hmm. And it's layers of Kevlar. It's like layers of wall. Yeah, it's layers of different wall. Mm -hmm. But the engineering behind it is brilliant. Like the Kevlar reduces the impact onto the nanocrystal and then the AR-500 steel prevents anything from... Like, this. it's it's so incredible that this 14-year-old has the resources and the commitment to invent something that can really help people. I definitely think that's very cool. I think it's very sad that she has to think about that. But on the on the hand that makes me excited about this is that this child is brilliant. Yeah. And people give It makes me somewhat hopeful about yes, the future. Exactly. <laughs> it makes me hopeful about the future and the, the people that we're entrusting to take care of our future whenever we're old and gray. Sure. So this young, beautiful, brilliant Audrey Larson, she is working on getting a patent for her invention mm-hmm. so that if anybody were to try to recreate this, it goes under her trademark. Right. And she has lawyers working on it. She has um, all sorts of different researchers and developers Excellent. trying to figure out how we can implement this into the schools, how we can do this for different people in different environments and different... Uh, Even not just yeah. schools, but it could definitely work mm-hmm. in the workplace as mm-hmm. well, which is mm-hmm. super, which is super cool. Yes, so that's what's sweet this week for me. It Good. is not only a really in- amazing invention that's currently in works, but also the hopefulness that is behind children mm-hmm. stepping up to the plate. For sure. I mm-hmm. think it's um it's sad a little bit in a way that our like children these days and I've, I even when I was in in like middle school and high school, mm-hmm. it's something I felt like I had to definitely think about more than the mm. average bear boo-boo. Yeah. And it's it's sad that we do have to think about that, but I am glad that there are kids that these days that face reality that mm-hmm. say, this is something that happens and we should do something. Yeah. And I totally love that. Yes. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Are you done? I'm into it. Yes, I'm done. Cool. So... <laughs> What are you glad there? Now I can talk. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, um, so my suite this week is I, I went to Austin last weekend mm-hmm. and uh, I love Austin. Super, mm. super cool. Austin's a groovy place. But I don't live anywhere close to there. Mm. So, and where I live, it doesn't, we don't have a lush. Mm-hmm. And I love lush. What, what, what's lush? Lush is a kind of like a bath and body works for hippies. Oh, it's a store. You're talking about a store. Yes, it's a store. 
Um, not like a lush, like if you're super drunk or something like that. <laughs> no. Um, so I, I got all kinds of stuff, but, uh, the thing I've been using the most right now is the sleepy body lotion, mm. which is amazing. It says drift off into slumber with sweet lavender scented skin. So anyway, that is what my sweet this week is, is Yay. I got to go to lush and mostly this lotion. Cause it's awesome. <laughs> and every night I put this on and I'm just like, I haven't been sleeping well, yeah, like which is said. the ironic part. Right. But it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's the show, folks. Alrighty then. If we have nothing else for today, listeners, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns. Or jokes about the which, Pope. <laughs> or jokes about the Pope, which I'm sure you do. Not necessarily joke about the Pope, no. but um, comments and questions and concerns about anything we've talked about today. We've had some really good topics today that I would love to get people's opinions on because as it is actually, believe it or not, I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. I knew this, I've, but... Shade. <laughs> shade all day long. All The whole just podcast. All, all, I might as well be sitting under a tree. Yes. Just pure shade. Anyway. <laughs> um, so... If you would like to give us uh, any information that you find relevant, please do so. All of our contact information will be in the description. Yep. Uh, so until next time, beautiful farewells, and we'll see you on the next show. Bye. Bye.